0: Thanks for tuning in. This is Carlos
1: and this is Giselle
0: and you're listening to a true crime podcast about some famous and not so famous heists and the
1: masterminds and knuckleheads behind them.
0: This is thievery Thievery Podcast. podcast. Okay, we are live rolling episode two of Thievery Podcast.
1: Episode 2.
0: How you doing, Giselle?
1: I'm doing good. I'm glad we're here. Finally, finally recording episode 2.
0: Yeah, this week was a pretty rough week, huh? I'm pretty busy.
1: We've been busy. We've been really busy with the holidays. Well,
0: oh, yeah. Halloween. Halloween. We threw a big <laughs> Halloween party, getting ready for the um, upcoming trips we have, and definitely getting ready for the holiday season. Bunch yeah. of family. So, you know, it's good to get away into our little loft and
1: our little podcast cave
0: little podcast cave and get a few minutes to record an episode yeah let's do it and uh today's heist is a good one uh today's heist is actually a very famous and popular heist uh this brazen crime has become a legend in the history of new york city <laughs> that was my uh my new york it's terrible, terrible terrible let me try to get hold on new york city <laughs>
1: okay it was a little better but still
0: bagels hot dogs
1: okay okay you know how i feel about your
0: mad traffic (laughs) no
1: no what subway systems no rats
0: pizzas Horrible, horrible horrible horrible.
1: you are terrible at that yeah
0: so in today's episode we are covering the pierre hotel heist okay all right and um let's just set the let's just set the tone of the year The year is 1972, which was a pretty interesting year. And a few just headlines from 1972, um, Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571 happened, uh, which was the flight that crashed into the Andes and the rugby team had to like resort to cannibalism to survive. Do you remember that story? No. I think they made a movie about it and everything. I
1: don't. Honestly, you said this heist was popular, and I don't even... I've never heard of this story. No, but so. do you remember
0: the, the, what I just told you? The no. The Uruguayan? So, yeah. So, a flight, I guess, crashed up in the Andes and the mountains in the freezing temperature, and um, they didn't have any rescue teams come get them. And after a while, they started to just... Eating each other. So you
1: know. who sur- who survived? I have
0: no idea. I didn't deep dive into that, but I. I'm gonna the story. have to side note after this and look that look into that. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Another story that happened is uh, Nixon was implicated for the Watergate scandal. Okay. So remember that? Yeah, i mean it's Yeah. Forrest Gump got him busted. He snitched. <laughs> remember, if you remember the movie? Yeah. I am not a crook. <laughs> you are, and you got busted, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> uh, um. Another big headline was Atari released Pong. Which is like the first like official video game that I think everybody remembers. You remember Pong? No.
1: Everybody remembers. This is way before my time.
0: Pong was like, if you know video games, you know Pong. It's like the little ball that goes back and forth and you just control the little side piece and you have to like hit them back and forth.
1: No. No.
0: Anyway, but to start that whole year off, 1972, the Pierre Hotel was the was the big big bang of that year that started all off. So this heist was like the Yeah, this like happened, everyone knows about this heist. Right. And it happened just after New Year's. So it was oh. like the beginning of the year, this what started the year off. So that year had a bunch of crazy things happen, but this was like the kickoff. Okay. All right. And it's started with two professional thieves, Bobby Comfort and Samuel Nalo. They were the two masterminds behind the Pierre job. Bobby Comfort <clears throat> was a, described as an honorable man in an unhonorable profession, so he's pretty much was like a walking oxymoron, you know, like an <laughs> honest thief, you know, uh, like what's like another like assassin doctor, you know what he I mean? Was like an he was on it th- So what did he do for a living? He, he was a thief, but he was like a good guy. So oh. it's like it's kind of like weird. Like, like that's why I said he's like. So a people won-
1: loved him, but he was a crook.
0: Yeah. So he was like a good guy in a bad. Job. You know what I mean? So I guess. yeah, he had a family, he was faithfully married, had a okay. ch- had a children. Um, but like a pretty normal guy. Now, Sam Nallow was kind of the opposite. He was like a degenerate gambler who owed money all around town. A little wild man, he loved the ladies. Okay. Banging the prosties. <laughs> which is short for a prostitute. So the stereotypical scumbag. You know what I okay, mean? Okay, and
1: I'm assuming that these two eventually are gonna be in cahoots. So like it's like the well, no, angel and the devil.
0: Well yeah, well they're the masterminds behind this. So they <laughs> Okay. The yeah. dynamic here is
1: already crazy from the jump.
0: Yeah. But the one thing they had in common was the heist life they had chosen. They were into some thievery. <laughs> Comfort and Nalo had a bunch of major burglary burglar, excuse me, burglaries under their belt during that time. They had a huge one at the Regency Hotel, the Hotel Carlisle, the Drake Hotel, and a massive score at the Sherry Netherland Hotel, where they robbed the suite of Sophia Loren, oh my where God. they stole $1 million worth of cash and jewelry.
1: Oh, my God.
0: This was a high-profile robbery during this time. It was all over the news, and the NYPD had no leads that this was Nalo and comfort. But this was like essentially like the equivalent of like when Kim K got robbed. I was fashion
1: just going to say that.
0: Yeah. So, well, just in case you've been living under a rock from our listeners. In October 2016, Kim Kardashian was robbed at gunpoint in her Paris room hotel with around $10 million worth of jewelry being taken, including a $4 million Lorraine Schwartz engagement ring. So
1: I was just going to say that. I'm like, this sounds so familiar to like. Kim K.
0: Yeah, this was, and this is
1: essentially like that of our time,
0: right? So the the so Sophia Loren uh, robbery was the same exact thing. She was oh. like the biggest celebrity at the right. time, had a staying at a known hotel, and then she got you know same thing, gunpoint. That's insane. Kids were in the ho- were in the room too, and oh they just, my god, that's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, so um, Comfort and Nala were always planning something. This time they had their eyes set on the Pierre. And the massive score that they could undertake, and that's because at the time the Pierre Hotel was one of the most luxurious hotels in the world. All the wealthiest celebs stayed there: billionaires, famous artists, tons of tons of celebrities.
1: Okay, so where is this again?
0: This was in New York. Oh, yeah. So Joe Frazier, Andy Warhol, Carl Lagerfeld, Yves Saint Laurent, Elizabeth Taylor—you name it. This hotel was popping. Okay, like, this is like the place to be. This is the score they said they could retire to so for months comfort and nalo staked out the hotel they had a room at the pier under a fake name dr foster so they can have full access to the mark so they wanted like to like be in and out of the hotel they got a room under that name so they can essentially just kind of like have free range of the hotel and see you know wow yeah so they studied every inch of the hotel layout security detail how the staff operates on the daily, as well as guest movements, in and out. They knew it all. After they gathered all of their intel, they realized that they were going to need to set up a crew to complete this. So they reached out to Christy the Tick (laughs) (laughs) Fernari, which is a freaking awesome name, you know? And he was a, a consigliere for the Lucchese crime family. So just what a mobster name. The Oh, tick f-
1: my God. And yeah. it's like all these criminals, they all just like, let me just call up my friend. Like, yeah, they all I mean. know each other. They're in the same circle. It's just crazy.
0: <laughs> exactly. What a good name. Christy the, the tick. tick Fernari. Okay. And during this time, the mafia was running the show in New York. And Comfort and Nalo knew they were going to need some things to complete this job. And that the mafia could help with. More specifically, they needed 3 unmarked cars, one of which was a limo, 8 guns, and 3 dozen sets of handcuffs. They were all they were also going to need the mafia family's help to get rid of evidence as well as help fencing stolen goods.
1: 3 dozen
0: handcuffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like where do you get that? Like like you can't just go to like they don't like, have no you're Amazon.
1: Suspicious. If you're ordering three dozen handcuffs,
0: you are suspect. Right. And also this is 1972. Amazon doesn't exist. You can't yeah. just go ahead and order a bunch of handcuffs. Right. Where are you gonna get those things? It's Only, not
1: Halloween, like, so we can't be like, oh, it's for Halloween. Yeah. Exactly. Weird. Weird.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. So like I said, they were gonna need some help fencing the stolen goods as well. And for that. Christy, the tick for Nari, (laughs) demanded 33% of the take, which was an outrageous percentage of the heist. 33%. So
1: what exactly were they going to steal?
0: Well, well, let's, let's get into it. Okay. 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 So, um, but Nalo and Comfort agreed to that percentage. Okay. They knew they were going to need some help. So it's just them
1: three masterminding this. So far. Okay.
0: Okay. So. A few days before the heist, the crew gathered for the first time at Nalo's nightclub that he owned to discuss the heist and the plan of action. The full crew consisted of Bobby Germain and Al Visconti, two members of the Lucchese crime family, Ali Ben, a contract killer for the Turkish mafia. Oh my God. And his sister's husband, Al Green.
1: We have four people so far.
0: Yeah, that's four. Mm hmm. A seasoned burglar named Nick the Cat Sacco. <laughs> you can't even make this up. No, it has another cool name. Nick the Cat Sacco, And a freelance killer. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Franco's. Yeah, I'm just a
1: freelancer.
0: Yeah, just like just freelance that's it. killing people. Let me know. Hit me up.
1: Contract work.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the website that they have now that you can uh... like upwork like
1: freelancer yeah exactly
0: (laughs) i'll murder whoever you want (laughs) that made up the eight-man team okay okay so this heist was going to take place the morning of january 2nd 1972 after one of the hotel's busiest nights of the year the thieves knew that the hotel would be filled with guests and that they hoped that the chaos and confusion of the holiday celebrations would provide them with the cover they needed to carry out the robbery. You know, everybody's probably hungover and, you know... Tired, tired, they're probably
1: not, like, really leaving their rooms. Yeah. Maybe. And,
0: yeah, and also, like, everybody goes out in New York, you know, all decked out, all their jewelry. Yeah. All, you know, you, you bring in extra money. Yeah. And they figured just, this is, like, the perfect time Yeah. it, you know? And everybody's, like I said, night after big night of partying yeah it's the
1: perfect day to do it
0: all right so january 2nd 1972 heist night all eight of the crew members put on costumes and by costumes i mean tuxedos wigs prosthetic noses glasses the whole shebang what yeah like the so this is this blew my mind because like i just picture them like the night before the heist like putting on makeup and shit like putting on fake noses and eyebrows and full-on
1: prosthetics
0: yeah these are like gangsters (laughs) like what do they know about you know cosmetics and stuff? they
1: must know a lot i mean, mean
0: i mean i'm just i'm just saying if i got like the most gangster of my friends to like apply makeup to me to like that would look trash i mean also you have zero gangster friends that's true too so yeah yeah so at the at night, the Pierre Hotel closes their doors to the public. And only if you're staying there with a reservation will security let you in. So at 4 a.m., the crew pull up to the entrance of the hotel in that limo. Remember I told you they asked for a yeah. limo? So they pull up in the limo. One of the members dressed as a chauffeur, walks to the door and says he's dropping off Dr. Foster.
1: Oh, my God. Who
0: had a reservation at the hotel. The security guard calls up the concierge. And asked, you know, if that was a valid, a valid reservation under that name. They were approved. Security guard goes ahead and opens up the door and is immediately gr- greeted with like a gun to his head. So he, Big mistake. Big mistake. So they made their way through the lobby um, to the front desk where they um, abducted the night clerk. And then they started rounding up all the staff at gunpoint. So Is this where the 12 dozen... Uh- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, they just went through like the whole floor and just started grabbing everybody that worked there. Grabbed them, locked them up in handcuffs, and just took them to um the lobby alcove, okay, which okay. is like a little like cutout in like the lobby, yeah, like, in the little back area, yeah. And they actually uh, ran out of handcuffs. Oh my god! That they had to start like tying and taping up the extra hostages. Like that's how many people they started like. You know.
1: Anyone they saw that worked there, they were like, yeah. you, you, "You, you, you, you."
0: Somebody walking, boom, you're done. Like they just grabbed everybody, roped them all up.
1: It's also really interesting that they lock the doors at night to the public. Like that's a perfect opportunity for them. They lock the doors. They they tie up the security. No one's at the door. Like no one else is coming in.
0: Exactly. So what they did is they posted up in all these spots.
1: Oh, that's an eight man crew. My. So they had somebody
0: post up at the doors, the entranceway. Comfort took over the phone at the front desk. Just in case any of the guests called down to the front desk for like extra pillows or needed any services, nothing would seem fishy or out of place to the patrons. No. Yeah. Yeah. And then Nalo and another goon.
1: They literally put on a full production.
0: Full production. (laughs) Exactly. That's why they needed so many people and so much help. They had to reach out to the mob. You know, to get all this help. This
1: is insane. Yeah. This is insane.
0: Yeah. So Nalo and another goon headed to the hotel security deposit boxes where all the bougie people left all their most valuable possessions. Because I read that because since it was like a holiday, they couldn't take their all their jewelry and all their stuff to like a banking system because I guess it was closed. So they kept it at the hotel until the weekend was over.
1: That's wild. Yes.
0: They kept it at the hotel until like I guess like the bigger safer banks.
1: is this like a rich people thing?
0: I guess I don't know or does this
1: still exist? like I just can't imagine leaving like your most valuable jewelry and like all your valuables at like a hotel a like,
0: hotel safe deposit box so it's like a hotel safe. right I don't
1: know. That's crazy.
0: yeah yeah so it's cra- it's crazy. So weeks before the robbery, Nalo and Comfort researched old newspapers at the New York Public Library for information about the Pierre's guests. They used the names they found in the gossip columns to sort through index cards kept at the front desk that identified the owners of the valued uh, safe deposit boxes. Oh my okay. God. So this information helped them find the boxes that belonged to the wealthiest guests residents so they didn't have to waste their time opening up every box. Oh my god. Right. Gosh. So they knew exactly which boxes would pay out. They didn't have to go ahead and just start popping all, like, 3,000 boxes. They knew which ones to hit. Bang, 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 bang. These are the bangers. Wow. Yeah, and they weren't wrong. Every box they popped was cha-ching, cha-ching, (laughs) cha-ching. Tons of jewels, cash, or both. And some of the major finds that I read were, like, one box had $500,000 in it, and bundles (gasps) marked, like, $10,000, $20,000, $30,000. Another had...
1: (gasps) Who goes to a hotel with $500,000?
0: I just don't understand. Yeah, another box had a bunch of $500 bills in it. I didn't even know $500 <laughs> bills was a thing. Me either. Yeah, yeah. They were taken out of circulation in 1969. Oh. So I guess, according to like some things I read, they were going to be extremely hard to like flip those. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'd be fishy. Okay. Yeah, fishy. Like a bunch of like $2 bills. You yeah, know? Like you're, seen, you're, putting I have a $2 like a, bill in my, in my wallet right now. You know,
1: those are super valuable right now.
0: Yeah. Now imagine if you found like, Half a thousand uh, half a million dollars a five hundred dollar bills. bills. Exactly. Yeah, you so put like, the target
1: on your back. Yeah.
0: Exactly. They found a fifty carat diamond ring that belonged to a billionaire, John Getty. <gasps>
1: fifty
0: carats. Fifty carats. You said five zero. Five zero carat diamond ring that belonged to billionaire John Getty, who was an oil tycoon. Oh my estimated God. to be worth one
1: my heart 50 carats mm-hmm. i mean now it's probably worth so much more money
0: yeah uh fifty thousand dollar harry winston diamond necklace that belonged to the baroness von lagendorf
1: wow these were like really yeah. like people that were wealthy
0: yeah by the way the baroness van lagendorf still to this day resides at the Pierre hotel yeah it's pretty cool another little funny side story that happened during this time Around 5 a.m., a hotel guest on the upper floor, um, compl- he called down to the office, like the, the front desk, mm-hmm. to complain. that He's been waiting for an elevator for 15 minutes. Uh, but back then, they had like elevator operators. Oh, you yeah. Know? It wasn't yeah. just like an elevator just comes up and then yeah. you, like they had somebody that had to like physically operate it for yeah. you. Uh, Comfort, remember he was manning the front desk phone, told the man that the elevator operator was indisposed a.k.a. a hostage, <laughs> you know? So Comfort sent two goons to go get him. No. Yeah. So, yeah, was, uh, he was like a Brazilian, like, billionaire. He called down. He was just bitching, like, yo, like, what's up with this elevator? I've been calling this thing for 15 this, minutes, nothing. It,
1: is this a movie? Because if it's not, it could I be, a, it could be right. a comedy. Yeah, it could literally be a comedy.
0: <laughs> they sold the rights to this as a movie. But I haven't seen it come out yet or anything, but, you know, the script is probably somewhere in Hollywood.
1: This is a really great story. There's a lot of content here. Yeah.
0: So, um, so like I said, Comfort sent up two goons um, to go get him. And as soon as the elevator door opened, it was a gun in the guest's face. And they asked, you know, buddy, who are you staying with in your suite? He said he was uh, on his honeymoon. Oh, no. With his wife, who was asleep in one room, and his mother-in-law asleep in the other room. On a honeymoon with your mother-in-law? Yeah, I guess. I was like I, weird. I okay, know, whatever. Well, that's not that's not
1: important. You know who
0: I'm not inviting <laughs> to my honeymoon? My mother-in-law. Same. AKA <laughs> yo mama ain't coming to my honeymoon. Same. But so so they were like, "Yo, okay, cool, awesome. Round them all up. They're all hostages now. No, yeah, wake them up. Uh, okay. So what was
1: he doing leaving the hotel room at that time? This anyway, is the best part.
0: This is the best part in the lobby another guest that was taken hostage a woman oh no recognizes the guest and his family being dragged into the lobby in their pjs you know because he's like it was his mistress
1: no on his he, honeymoon he had
0: secretly brought a- along his mistress on his honeymoon oh, and he had called the elevator at 5 a.m for a little late night beat sesh oh <laughs> yeah Oh God, yeah. I'm telling
1: you, this has to be a movie.
0: Yeah, and I guess the mistress called him out during the whole ordeal, and the family began, like, fighting and yelling no! with each other. like with the during-
1: mother-in-law there.
0: In front of the mother-in-law, they all started fighting. Mind you, this is, like, a heist going down, and these people are just, like, just fighting over, like, a whole nother like, side topic.
1: Like- oh, yeah, because, first of all, she's probably pissed because now he's just, they've just been dragged out of bed, and now right. she finds out that her husband's been... Cheating yeah, on her. Cheating on her. On their honeymoon.
0: On her honeymoon. And they're like hostages now. Like, yeah. So it's like. Yeah. And the robbers were like, yo, 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 you guys got to chill the fuck out. Deal with this later after we book it out of here. Yeah. And, and during all this commotion, one of the elderly hostages that they had like tied up started having like chest pain. Oh, no. Yeah. From all the yelling and stress of the whole situation. Oh. And he believes he was like starting to have like a heart attack.
1: No. Yeah.
0: So Comfort sees this and understands that if this man dies during the robbery, they're, they're going to get blamed for his death. And that's murder. And with <laughs> murder comes long sentences. And with like the name Life.
1: Comfort, you better find yeah, a better solution here. Are yeah,
0: you going to be a comfy in prison? <laughs> <laughs> so Comfort starts going through the hotel log to find any doctors that might be staying in you're, the hotel.
1: You're kidding me. And
0: sure enough, he finds one. Comfort sends a goon upstairs no. to go get him. No. Yeah, they, I-, I
1: can't. I can't even believe this story. It is ridiculous.
0: They knock on his door and wake him up. And what is time like, is it, by it's the like way? Five a.m. And he and this is after a night of partying. This guy wakes up. He's just like half, like you know. Yeah, you're probably over, still like, drunk. Half asleep, he's just like, "What do you want?" And you know, and if you guessed it, he gets a gun in the face. You know.
1: <laughs> and he goes right downstairs <laughs> with the rest of them. And becomes a
0: hostage. You know. And they take the doctor downstairs and they make him do his Hippocratic oath and uh, and help the elderly hostage, which he does. And he says this elderly man needs to go to the hospital where he could die. And then comfort smart move though, smart move. Yeah, but comfort does the unthinkable. What? He tells all the goons to take the hostages to the vault room. What? Yeah. So he's like, take everybody into like where all the storage boxes are that they were breaking into. Take everybody in there. And he calls 911. No, no, no. The the vault room was soundproof and there was no way that they would hear them. They were going to
1: put up a show in front of, oh my God, I'm, I can't, go ahead.
0: police and ambulance show up and take the old man out of the hotel and the police and paramedics are none the wiser of what happened. This is, this is what blows my mind. These guys didn't notice the shitty makeup and wigs that these guys were wearing like
1: they must have looked good. <laughs> like, I mean, that's the be- only believable thing. That
0: this is. isn't. Oh my god, this isn't like Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings makeup artist. Like, here, are you sure like, is this is real, is,
1: or is this like an actual story? Like, no, I'm literally shocked. Yeah, I, and I'm shocked. This has. I haven't seen like a like a documentary about it at least.
0: No, there, there's there's little like mini docs and stuff. This like, is incredible. There's one on. Um, I haven't seen it, but there one on Apple TV with Pierce Brosnan. Um, that they they did this whole told the whole story, but I was like midway riding through it and I didn't want to like watch it. Yeah. Watch it after I read a book, the Pierre hotel affair. I just, yeah. So it explained this, that this happened. Um, and it's true. So
1: that is so insane to me.
0: So after they leave the, the ambulance and the cops after they leave, Nalo and another crew member keep busting open boxes. By this point they have four massive duffel bags filled with money and jewelry. And it was getting, it was inching closer to 6.45 a.m., which was their cutoff time since that's when the day shift of the hotel came oh, in for the yeah, swap. Yeah, they switch out. They switch out. Of course, Dirt Nalo didn't want to stop busting open the safes <laughs> because this dude, old gambling money all over the town. This guy was just so he's grimy. Like he's the, like, Yo, let's
1: keep going, man. Let's keep going. I mean, he's and not going to pay anybody back. Let's it, be real. Yeah,
0: Comfort, Nick the Cat Socko. Oh, everybody was just like, bro, we're good. The tick the the tick yeah yeah so um yeah so he was convinced like let's just stop it let's call it we got enough
1: i mean the sun's coming up it's time to go four
0: duffel bags huge duffel bags worth of goods like
1: like you're gonna get your 33 percent cut
0: yeah no yeah it's it's crazy so um, the guys grab all the bags and all the goods and they begin loading it into a limo that they arrived in and comfort had one more task before he left the hotel He gave a $20 bill to each of the hostages that were hotel employees. He told the hostages to wait before they called the police and not to say shit. So to essentially misidentify them. So, and I know you're probably thinking like 20 bucks for some hush money isn't shit. But back in 1972, that was almost your daily wage for a hotel employee at that time. was only a few hours. And they essentially gave you like a day rate. They didn't hurt you. They were like, again, I guess according to like everything I read was they were like super polite. They're like, excuse me. Sorry. Got to do this. I mean,
1: also like from a hotel, like someone working at a hotel, like they have nothing to lose.
0: Exactly. It's
1: not like they're stealing your jewels and money. Exactly.
0: And they didn't give security guards money right because they were like you guys might as well just be cops you're like right. the, you're like a wannabe cop so oh fuck God. you. but like you know am a maid or something like that twenty dollars to like yeah so it, it, i thought that was kind of funny you know um so yeah so comfort them books it and takes off with the crew and all the goods and the heist is complete in less than three hours wow yeah total stolen amount was three million dollars worth of diamonds sapphires bracelets and cash Today, that would be worth $27 million. Oh,
1: my gosh. Yeah. That's incredible.
0: Yeah, the crew got rid of all the vehicles they used for the heist. They were taken to a junkyard and crushed. Junkyard, I'm sure it was That's like mobster. Mobstered. Mobster. Yeah, mobster shit. owned. Like, that's why they needed the Luke it's Like Casey they know crime a family. mobster mm-hmm. that
1: know that like owns like a junkyard where they can crush your cars. you're they, good.
0: That's why they got the mob involved. It's like, yeah, thirty three percent is a little high for a, But like they can but,
1: di- they can discard of everything and there'll be no evidence. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. As for the loot, uh, Nalo and Comfort took a majority of the jewels and tried to get them fenced through some reliable sources. They also found some jewelry experts who could ground away identifying marks on all the stones, but they would lose about half a carat when oh. doing that, but they didn't care. You know what I mean? This is all stolen. It's like... That's true. They didn't pay for it. They didn't pay for it. It's like, okay, we can make this unidentifiable, lose half a carat. We got like how many You're carats? You're losing
1: half a carat off of 50 carats? I think
0: we're good. <laughs> exactly. one. That was one piece of jewelry. <laughs> like, we're good. They have four... Bu- yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so... um. Comfort had given a big majority of the stash um to Ali Ben and his brother Al Green to hold while Comfort took um some jewels to get appraised by a jeweler. Of course, they had it all like itemized. They knew they weren't just giving oh, just take all this, you know. Yeah. They knew exactly what they gave them. Like you hold this. I'm gonna take some of I it mean, to go get they're not gonna be to that go get dumb. inspected. Exactly. Um, which was actually good because um <clears throat> During the appraisal of the some of the goods, um one of the guys that was appraising happened to be an undercover FBI agent. No. Who was uh, you know, acting as an expert like in, in an expert jeweler and comfort got busted.
1: No. Yeah,
0: a few days later Nalo gets busted trying to get rid of a 700 like $50,000 necklace. That was never accounted for by the rest of the crew. Oh, sketchy. Yeah. So, they, so they believe at some point during the heist, he when like, Nalo and another something. crew member were breaking into the boxes that he might have pocketed something for himself, which was mm. grimy. Like, you're already like, yeah, and it they all, it's already yeah. grimy. And then you like grime the grimy. Like, yeah, it's like, I Ooh. mean, but what do you expect from him? Yeah, he owed money all over the place. He was just like a dirtbag. I'm you not know? surprised. Exactly. So once word of this got out to the um the crew, the rest of the crew, everyone starts getting paranoid, you know, like who can they trust? Yeah. Like wondering if they were cheated. If so, how much, you know, also that they just got busted. One of them. So, yeah. Like, were they going to flip on the rest of us? Like they, they so they kind of got paranoid. Like what, I feel like they happen? like
1: tried to flip things too quickly. Like they got too like. Or was it not that quick, like that soon after.
0: I mean, it was yeah, it was a little too soon. I feel like nowadays you would just probably like sit on it, just sit on it for, for a, a minute,
1: let people forget about it, and then do it. Right, but if I guess I, <laughs> if I came up with something like but this, but they
0: hadn't, they had like a huge crew that they need to split the money, you know, like it's oh just yeah, like they had to break too it down many things that yeah. were pressing. It wasn't just them two, and they could just like you know make it through. That's true.
1: They owed people money.
0: Exactly. So um, so Ali Ben and Al Green who were still holding most of the jewels like they were holding a lot of the stuff for them they get angry and they think they were shorted on the heist so they're like fuck this like they left the country with all the with all the money and they started blowing dough like on hookers partying so they're in like europe i think they went to like italy spain they just were like whiling whiling out with the money (laughs) because they were like fuck this like oh you did me dirty like i'll do you dirty back i have all this stuff i can't yeah so after a while nalo and comfort end up taking a plea deal they each serve 19 months in prison okay which isn't bad at all for for this big thing several people were charged with possessing excuse me possession of stolen property but um they were the only ones charged with the robbery itself okay so I guess like other jewelers, maybe have gotten like some jewelry or something like that. They found like items, little items. Yeah, but, but they couldn't like trace they, it. They back couldn't too. trace it back to them, you know. <clears throat> so it was just them too. It's believed that a judge overruling that their the judge overruling their proceedings was paid off by the Lucchese crime family, which is why their sentences were so lenient. Yeah. So, wow,
1: that's incredible! Like the mob really just ran everything.
0: Yeah. So. So. um that was a pretty crazy heist story. So that's us essentially like the gist of like the whole heist and just to tie up loose ends. Nalo ends up getting killed months later after getting out by someone he owed money to. Okay. Like, not surprising. He owed, he owed money to a bunch of people. He actually ended up going to jail. They're still waiting for their money. By the time he gets out, he, he has to get his money from the robbery. Doesn't come in time. The life he crime, brought, it caught up to him and he ends up getting killed. Um, Ali Ben and Al Green end up getting killed when they get back to New York.
1: No way. Yeah, so
0: after partying and stuff in, like, Europe and, like, I believe what I read in the book was that they get into an altercation at, like, a nightclub and oh, they get, no. like, spooked. Somebody gets shot at a nightclub. They think it was them that shot him. They said they didn't and they get real spooked, so they end up, like, trying to get a flight back to New York. They finally get one and they get back to New York and they're seen in New York and
1: so, what they were For, probably like, they were probably like tracked down and killed, right?
0: By Frenari's crew, and oh then, oh um,
1: my gosh, yeah.
0: So, um, he puts them in the back of a car, like super gangster style, and ends up like shooting them both, killing them. <laughs> Normal gangster kill, you know, like, like, like in the back of a car,
1: movie scene gangster <laughs> so, kill I'm in the
0: back of the car, you know, blood splattered all the back of a, the windshield, taken to like a junkyard car crushed never seen again never seen again yeah uh comfort never got back into crime but he ended up dying of cancer in 1986 oh poor comfort nick the cat Sacco ends up becoming an informant for the fbi no way and he is put into protective custody for another unrelated mafia murder so he like gave them information on something like completely separate from the pierre job
1: oh wow yeah
0: so they ended up putting him in like protective custody and that's the reason why he lived so long if not they probably would have killed him too
1: so he's probably is he still alive
0: yeah he's the only member of the pierre hotel robbery alive today he actually helped write that book that i read which is called the pierre hotel affair Uh um wow that's
1: so out of the eight guys he's the only one alive
0: only one wow yeah so that was uh the pierre hotel affair in a nutshell is
1: an incredible incredible story what a wild ride yeah what a wild ride like truly i just
0: (laughs) so another thing that this what happened was like now hotels like all these crimes and like this was like the what is it called the 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 Like, it changed everything. The straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, yeah. It's like... It changed security for hotels and everything. Like, how they operate. Right. This was it. This was like the final straw for them. And, um, yeah. The Pierre Hotel. That's a crazy
1: story. That was a really, really, really good story.
0: Yeah. That was great. Awesome. Glad you liked it. Loved it. That's a wrap on episode two of Thievery podcast. Mm -hmm. Don't forget we're dropping a new episode every Monday so tune in and make sure you get that new episode in you
1: and make sure to follow us wherever you're listening to us from um, so that you can get the latest updates and latest episode drops. Make sure to also find us on Instagram at Thievery Podcast and be sure to send us your submissions we want to hear from you at Um, Hello at therepodcast.com.
0: Yeah, and definitely send us that feedback. We'd love to know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and
1: mainly what we're doing right. Let's be real.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And uh, see you next week. All right. See you next week. Later.